Welcome into the Daily Wolves podcast. I'm Trip, joined as always by Evan. Follow us on Twitter at the Daily Wolves and at Not D Wolfson. Joined by a very special guest, Cooper Carlson. Cooper, what's going on, man? Very special guest. Glad to be here, guys. Appreciate you having me on the podcast. Yeah, I mean at Coop Carlson on Twitter, but mainly where you can find really everything and anything I do. YouTube.com Timberwolves Daily on YouTube. Pretty much daily uploads there. Nearly 2,000 subscribers now, so trying to hit that number. So, yeah, appreciate if you check me out there, but glad to be here, guys. Happy to hop on the podcast with you guys. So, let's talk some Timberwolves, huh? Absolutely. Let's Love do it. it. Let's do it, man. It's Wednesday today, right? It's What is that, hump day? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what it is? No, nah, man. Uh, for real, though, it's, it's been an exciting time to be a Timberwolves fan. We got a lot to look forward to. And we've just been, you know, having some summer league action kick off. The Timberwolves just had a game today um and i guess off the first impressions like what's stuck out to you two during the summer league so far uh sure i mean i'll start uh this is gonna be sound real negative but we talked about it a bit before recording really just that i'm watching summer league and it's like all right not many of these guys really that i'm too invested in but I, hey i'm still watching for mine not so watching for wendell more but overall it's just a lot of hey summer league you know these guys are just trying to make it make a career out of themselves and it's it's fun to you know see basketball again but again you know we're watching it my not's looking good but besides him i mean not much else to really really even look for but what do you guys think i mean that sounds pretty negative and down down under but no i mean i would agree with that i think my not like I, I think the silver lining in it all is like the team is finally good enough to where most of the summer league players aren't actually going to be a part of our core which is a great feeling because we're so used to anthony edwards zach (laughs) levine andrew wiggins like all these people where we're like trying to get excited about something because we know we're going to win 20 games um but yeah i mean i like to your point like my not i think he's an exciting young player wendell moore i mean you know i i think he'll be a good role like i I think both of them i have high hopes that they'll both be good um rotational players so i'm kind of just watching them and just to see any glimpse of anything that seems NBA ready um, and just trying to envision them being, you know, carving out a few minutes um, in this pretty deep roster is not going to happen this year, but long-term, I think both of them have the upside to be good rotational pieces. So, I mean, that's really all I'm looking for. I mean, I, I like to I root for everyone. Um, I hope everyone in summer league gets a job in the NBA. That's awesome. You know what I mean? But other than that, uh, Kevin Burleson, the coach, one of the Wolves assistants is running the team. And I, I you know, I like to see what kind of, sets they're running and, and what what the the system he draws up looks like with the guys he's got so it's i mean i just try to find you know silver linings but nothing too much to speak of really yeah i've really liked what i've seen of uh my not i know coming out of the draft we've kind of covered him before you know he's a springy kid uh super athletic and jump out of the gym really long you know with that like six eight um and he's just he was somebody that like he just he was so raw like I've said that before, like the kid is just so raw, like coming out that like he had such a high upside, you could just see it. And so it was like worth taking the swing in the second round on a guy like that. And um, I'm glad the Wolves did. Obviously, that's why Tim Conley has the job. But uh, he looks like he's really starting to earn a roster spot, um, depending on how he like plays for the rest of summer league. But he's been looking good, man. He's playing defense. Some people were shocked. I saw on Twitter that he, they're like, oh, my God, this guy can like steal balls and do and breakaways and guard people. And I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> that's what he was coming out of college. He was, <laughs> he was 
a Josh Okogie kind of energizer bunny to come out there, really guard. And, um, you know, the concerns were kind of like his shot coming out, but like his shot looks really good in the summer league. When you look at like him taking free throws and just like his form and like he's hitting three pointers in like the first game. And you can see that there's just, there's something there. And I really, really like him. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, we talk about the roster spot for him. Can he carve out a spot, you know, maybe not consistent minutes or anything. But then, you know, you take a look. The Wolves have their top 10, maybe 11 kind of set with D'Lo, Edwards, Jaden, Cat, Gobert. Then after that, J-Mac, Noel, Prince, Anderson, Reed, Bryn Forbes. But, like, they're one injury, two injuries away from a guy like Minot or a guy like Wendell Moore, like, getting legitimate run in the rotation. Because after those 11, like, it kind of is those guys. Maybe the Wolves make a few more moves, but as of right now, like the, the guys we're highlighting, they're, they're just a couple, you know, injuries, a couple bad things away from being legitimate pieces if, in this in this rotation. What if coronavirus hits again, right, and exactly. goes through the team? I mean, you oh, might, it's not an injury, but, like, let's just say that goes through because um, we know it's going to go through every roster and affect teams at different times. Uh, I can see Wendell Moore and um, obviously Josh get some, get some run and if that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, in best case scenario is that neither of them play more than three <laughs> yeah. minutes a game for us. Then, you know, it's a blowout. That means that we're a deep team and we're probably going on a nice little run, but I again, I'm looking at the, you know, two years, three years down the road, can they develop into really solid, you know, seventh, eighth guys off a of bench, which would be critical for a late first round pick and a second round pick. I feel yeah. like, I feel like Wendell Moore, like from watching him, he doesn't like, he looks kind of like an NBA player already to me. Um, I know he didn't have like numbers that like lit up everything, but he just doesn't look phased. He looks calm out there. Uh, he just has like that certain style to him. That's just like, Hey, like I can come out. I can turn the ball over uh, when, you know, D'Angelo Russell's out of the game or if you need me to step up because so, so-and-so players out, like he seems like that guy you can just depend on to just not like not mess it up while he's out there and just, kind of hold the lead till we get the starters back in um but and his shot looks really good um so i think that's what i really liked out of wendell Moore. like the moment wasn't too big he looked like he belonged out there uh he looked like he was like an nba player but kind of like you know wasn't taking wasn't doing anything crazy like i said like wasn't like trying to be all that and be a star but i could definitely just tell by watching him um that he's ready for the nba yeah no i'm with you i mean he looks the part, you know, maybe again, a couple, two, three years away, but just, all right. We didn't, I guess this isn't even one of the topics we discussed, but just to touch on it a bit, like a lot is made of the Gobert trade, which I'm sure we'll talk on, but just a lot of people say the future or the depth was kind of stripped away, you know, making it not such a good trade, the draft picks of, as well, of course, but just looking at the depth, like we're talking about more, my not probably not even going to have a role on this team. Like to me, like, sure. But Beasley's gone. Beverly's gone. Uh, Kessler's gone a few more I mean a couple more that I'm forgetting are gone as well but overall I the Wolves depth like I don't hate it at all like backup point guard McLaughlin Jalen Noel is really gonna be stepping up we got Prince Anderson Nas like Bryn Forbes on a minimum just thoughts on like the depth after the Gobert trade for you guys because for me like I don't see it as nearly as big of an issue I can some. see them. Yeah, I actually agree. I let's go bear. You know, maybe. Yeah, no, I agree. Maybe it's crazy, but I think they could be deeper this year than they were last year. They had a lot of solid pieces that kind of played certain roles that were interesting. I mean, 
Bryn Forbes is a great shooter. Um, Kyle Anderson, very underrated. Obviously, Torian Prince yeah. is back. He he had you know he had his ups and downs, but finished the season really strong. Actually, um, yeah, I like Jay Mack, especially with what he did in the playoffs. Like, there's no reason to think right there that's that's a nine man rotation. You add those four in, so I mean, to me, if those are your four bench guys that are getting you know serious serious run off the bench, I mean, what and Nas Reed, of course, ten making it ten, um, or maybe I'm doing math wrong, but. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's no reason to think this team isn't equally as deep as last year, in my opinion. Maybe that's crazy to say, but but why not? Yeah, and why not? Like, along with that, now you have the playoff experience, right? Like, the, the young guys. Like, think how young our team was last year with Nas Reed, Jalen Noel, like, J-Mac, like, Edwards, you know. Even D'Angelo and Carl are still kind of, like, young as in playoff, like, experience, right? I know they've mm-hmm. been in the league a while, but, like, they haven't been in the playoffs that often. So getting like them reps, getting all the guys back there, showing them how to do it. And, you know, Minnesota pushed Memphis out and uh, we, we gave them a run for their money. So like playing on the road in that atmosphere. And um, I think that was really good for the Timberwolves. I think like Torian Prince came on the, the game today. I saw, and he was getting interviewed on the sideline and they asked him about it. And Torian Prince said, uh, well, I mean, it's helped a lot only, um, to myself, but the young guys on the team, Jalen Noel, Jaden McDaniels, Nathan Knight, Nas, all those guys. So I think giving them that experience is going to definitely help for this year. And uh, the same for guys who've been there before. Being able to see it, uh, knowing what we got to do better in the future, I think uh, we'll get a lot better results this year, and I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I think Torian Prince is going to be huge this year, and he wants to take that leadership role. So, um, you know, I'm really excited where the team's going. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, having Prince and Anderson as two kind of like Swiss Army Knife veterans just, you know, off the bench, they're doing kind of everything well. Again, nothing superstar, star level. Prince maybe more offensively, Anderson maybe more defensively, but just having those two veteran presences, like, again, just doing whatever's necessary and really at a fairly high level. Like, we saw it with Prince last year. First half of the season was, let's be honest, disastrous, but from there on out, like his defense, just his three point shooting, like he stepped up when the wolves needed him to. And just adding Anderson to that mix, especially with, again, like this is with Gobert now at center too. So no, I mean, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I think, I think um, if, if, you know, a lot of it is contingent from a bench depth standpoint on Jalen Noel taking that next step, which I think I certainly think mm-hmm. you will. I'm sure you guys do too. I don't even know if you need to call it a next step. Really. It's just, a consistent rotation Next opportunity, role, yeah. right? I mean, like he proved it when he played. So I think giving him that rotation, I mean, it is, a, you know, he's going to have to prove it with more minutes in that sense. But I think if he steps in and plays the role that we all know he's capable of, I think this bench just got a lot better. And like you, you just can't doubt Seattle guys, right? <laughs> like Jaden McDaniels, Zach Levine, Jamal Crawford, all those guys, Jalen Wells, a Seattle kid as well. Those kids can just ball, man, straight up. And, um, I'm just, we need his shooting. Don't underestimate. We do. I think he's going to, like, we've, in Minnesota, we all love him. But I tweeted it out, too, like, weeks ago. Like, he's going to earn national attention this year. People are going to be like, holy crap, who is this guy? And but we've just seen it in Minnesota. Uh, he's ready. He's won the moment. It's finally here. And, like, the comments that Finch made before we did the Gobert trade were already, like, assuring that he was a big part of their future. And then after the trade, uh, once they get rid of Malik Beasley, you're like, okay, like Finch loves this guy. He really believes in this guy because he's willing to give 
him all of those minutes now that Beasley had, and he's going to have a huge role on the team. Yeah, and a lot is made of like Beasley and Noel just kind of putting Noel in Beasley's place. Like they're not the exact you know same player by any means. Beasley, three point shooter, and you know that that's about where it stops. Noel just in general, he's really solid at just getting to the rim. Was among the best at just in like pull up jumpers from anywhere. So for his game to finally have an opportunity just to go out there and prove himself for sure on offense, like defensively still a mystery. Sure. But we all know Malik Beasley wasn't exactly, you know, holding down the line out there either. So Noel coming out, being able like maybe a drop in three point percentage from Beasley, but just having more weapons in general will be really nice to see, you know, just being able to get to the rim, pull up jumper from anywhere. Like I'm very excited for him. Not going to call him sixth man of the year or anything. I've seen some of that, but Hey, He'll be he'll be solid. He's gonna be a fun piece off the bench on a team that is really, really gonna need it. And hey, they're I mean, they're really trusting him. We saw what they gave up in terms of players for Gobert. Like they think they have the pieces on the roster to make up for those losses on the wing. So yeah, definitely excited for that. And Noel's really good in the pick and roll. I've gone over this with Mm -hmm. Trick before. He's super good in the pick and roll. And so now you get to play with Rudy Gobert obviously like he's gonna get run with him it's not just gonna be D'Angelo Russell right so you're gonna get to pair Jalen Noel who's a fantastic mid-range shooter an amazing floater game and he can just set it up with Rudy Gobert and just absolutely shred teams so I'm really looking forward to actually seeing you know Jalen Noel get that run with Gobert as well um D'Angelo Russell somebody who up who um is gonna have like an incredible season just because of the pick and roll as well with Rudy Gobert you know, you can compare him to that season he was in Brooklyn with Jared Allen, right? And his pick and roll numbers were really good. And now it's like you finally have a lob threat. You have a guy who uh, can actually set screens really well. I think that's going to be amazing for the Wolves. Yep. Yeah. Com- yep. Completely. So on, you know, just on D'Lo in general, I guess, like when Cat when he was brought in, a lot, a, a lot was made of him and Cat kind of being a really nice pick and roll combo. It's really nice big and then wing kind of combo and it well we're kind of still waiting for that one to work out just as good as we'd hoped but they bring in Gobert and it's truly like the best possible big man for D'Angelo Russell's game which I mean I talked to you guys before all this you know I'm not the biggest or wasn't the biggest D'Lo guy but going in now like I'm all in like there's no reason for me not to be it was either I mean I didn't expect this to happen obviously but to me there was no option of trade for Gobert it was like either trade for D'Lo and kind of run it back or just you know, whatever trade deal away and, you know, either way, but I'm glad Gobert's here because I think he's really going to help Delo, And it's just the like best thing for him, best thing for the team. Just excited for what deal is going to bring. I mean, we're maximizing it much better than towns really could have, as we saw for a couple of years here. Everything's going to open up with Gobert. It's going to be really exciting. I mean, when you really break it down, it's surprising to think that not because of the caliber of player, but from a money standpoint and from the offseason rumors, it's surprising to bring in a Gobert level player at his salary and talent and, and not whether it's to Utah or in a three-team deal to or four-team deal, I guess, to see D'Lo go out. So to keep D'Lo, to keep Jaden McDaniels, to keep, you know, bring in Rudy Gobert, they didn't really lose anybody of, I mean, they did. That's not what I mean. But, I mean, they really kept the guys that, that can really elevate this team, to, you know, this starting lineup. So, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, I know not – like you said, Cooper, you're not the biggest D-low guy. But, I mean, I just didn't Hard not see to it. be I, now, you know. 
yeah, I didn't see an upgrade, right? I mean, no matter what, you move on from him, how you make him the playoffs again without it. Well, I'm not saying he's the best point guard in the NBA by any means, but who's coming in that's giving you what he the production he can, you know? So I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. We're yeah, good, we're so, good. so like D'Angelo Russell comes out with something like our, our boy, you know, John Krasinski, you know, released something today and he comes out and kind of goes over the D'Angelo situation and how he's looking forward to, you know, this season. And uh, there's a couple quotes D'Angelo Russell is going to say, or that he said. So uh, they asked him, you know, uh, what do you think of playing with new teammate Rudy Gobert? And he goes, um, he's going to bring so much. Uh, I'm so excited to play with him. And then on top of that, he says, I'm ready, man. I was ready since the season stopped. I didn't, I didn't like the way we went out. So I've been taking that into my work ethic this summer. He's preparing for the season. I love it. He sounds pumped. He sounds motivated. Uh, he knows it's a, you know, a career year for him as in like, if he wants a max contract, he knows this is a contract year. So I think like he's going to be ultra motivated. I think fans are going to see a D'Angelo Russell that they saw in the first part of last year where he was just so good. Um, and I think D'Angelo Russell is going to, you know, I think he's going to restore a lot of his value whether or not Minnesota decides to give him extension before, I don't know. But what do you guys think the future of D'Angelo Russell in Minnesota is? Everyone here that follows me knows what I think of D'Angelo Russell. I love him. Uh, I'm never going to sit here and say he's the best point guard in the league, but I love him for this team. I love him for his role and the skill set that he brings. Certainly defense is a concern, but you can't have a perfect player at every position. So my, my stance remains the same. I love D'Lo. I want him here long term. No, he does not deserve the max, but certainly, hopefully, we can find find a number that makes sense. But I, I, uh, I believe D'Lo helps this team long term in a way that I don't know of a point guard out there that's going to be able to, especially when you don't have draft picks. Yeah, and I mean, hey, we all know. I mean, you guys know my view too. I am starting to come around though quite a bit. Like, if D'Angelo Russell can really just embrace the role that he did for most of last year of just being that facilitator, passing the ball, getting it to the guys that are going to score and. At the end of that piece, too, he said, I just want to be that piece that glues everything together, which is really encouraging, you know, just knowing his yeah. role, knowing what he's going to bring, him just embracing that. Like, that's great for the team. Again, like, we saw it a lot. Like, he had the second most shots. He'd be taking 18 shots a game sometimes last year and just, like, give it to Cat, give it to Ant. He, he can definitely get his own. He'll have his opportunities even more in the mid-range this year with Gobert and all that. So, overall, I'm excited, especially if he embraces that role. And hey, I'd love, even even now, even me, I'd love if the Wolves can find a way to extend him under a max contract. So love I'm starting to, to come it. around. Love to hear it. Love to hear <laughs> it. I, yeah, I don't want him taking 18 shots a game. Love to hear that you want to extend him right. as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he is a good shooter. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But again, I think this opens up things to where when he, he can really – He's for people that are casual NBA fans, you would really underestimate how good of a passer D'Angelo Russell is. Um, but with that being said, I would say best case scenario now is with Rudy Gobert, everything's going to open up in a way, like you said, with the mid range where he's going to get the shots that he wants, not the ones that he feels he needs to take. So I think he's going to shoot at a higher clip. I don't think he's going to take the volume of shots he took last year, sure. but I do think that the types of shots he's going to have the ability to take if he takes them um, and, and, you know, plays the ball, he, the, the, the ball that he can, um, I would expect him to shoot, you know, from the two point and three point, you know, standpoint, I, I would expect his percentages to go up quite a bit. 
Yeah, better looking. I mean, just better shot opportunities, more open shots, you know, having just, you know, taking better shots overall and making more shots. I think that's definitely a line for D'Lo. And I mean, it's optimism season for sure. This could all not happen. But hey, I've been more optimistic than almost anyone since the Gobert trade. I'm I'm going all in on it. So give me D'Lo, extend him. Let's win some championships. Here we go. Love it. Let's get a championship in. in Target Center before they get rid of that old stadium. <laughs> By the way, biggest Target Center fan you'll ever find. I love really that the nostalgia in that stadium. Whew, don't ever get rid of it. If they do, I need a seat from there to take. I need one in my home. I respect that. What's uh? Speaking of like the Rudy Gobert trade, uh, when the trade goes down, you can just they wouldn't have made that trade if they didn't really believe that. Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels were going to take a big mm-hmm. leap this year. So mm-hmm. um, what what makes Chris Finch so confident that Edwards and McDaniels are ready to take that leap? Well, for, yeah. oh, go ahead. Okay, yeah, for me, it's like, again, going back to the thing, NBA media, about like the Wolves traded away depth. They also traded away all their youth. And to me, or like their future. To me, it's like, well, no, they didn't. Their future is in the starting lineup in 20-year-old Edwards and like 21-year-old McDaniels. Like, those are the two future guys they're going to be building around after this is all over. Like in four years when that Gobert contract ends or whatever, you know, and it's going to be 24. Jaden's <laughs> going to be 25. Like their, their future's here. And they've also got to pick every other year. Just that's a whole nother thing, but they didn't give up their future. Their future is already here. And that's why they were able to take that Gobert risk. And I mean, when you just look at Ant and Jaden, like Finch will never speak more high of a player than he does of Jaden McDaniels. It seems he loves him. Minnesota Timberwolves fans, like, we all love McDaniels, what he brings. Defensively, even Gobert called him one of the best, you know, defenders that he's seen in his uh, first presser. So that was really cool. And Ant, I mean, we all know. He's got the, all the makings of a superstar. Finch obviously sees it. We see it. And he sees both of them a lot more than we do. So yep. if he trusts them, if he believes in those two enough to make this huge move to, like, bargain, on bet on those two to be the future... Hell, I trust him, and I do the same looking yeah. at it now. Yep, I think the, re- the answer to your question is Chris Finch is around him more than anybody. He knows mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the work ethic they have and how they fit with the team and, and also their upside. <clears throat> and keep in mind, you know, Chris Finch um, is, it strikes me as the kind of guy that has the power that like, I, it's, it's pretty obvious that the roster is being molded in a way that he is signing off on. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would assume that's the case. Um, and I think Chris Finch believes that with his coaching ability, especially, you know, actually very good defensive coach. No one talks about that, but I think he's going to unlock a lot of things, both offensively and defensively with, with guys that he wants. Not that he didn't have guys he wanted before, but I think Gobert was definitely someone he probably thinks he can, can accomplish a lot with. And I, and I think that he, the reason that is, is because he knows that Jaden and, and Ian are ready to, to take that next step. Imagine just, being in the NBA and you're trying to learn defense and not only do you have your coaches, but you got Patrick Beverly to learn from for a year. Then, then after Patrick Beverly, you <laughs> move to Rudy Gobert to learn from. I mean, how incredible is that just um, experience alone for the, for Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards? I mean, it, you can't overstate how good of, I mean, it's like, the first year for Ant as a leader, moving on from Rubio to Beverly. Even that in itself was like, wow, there's an upgrade, like two different leadership styles. And then now moving from a defensive, I guess, 
teacher from Beverly to Gobert. It's like even at a huge upgrade itself. I mean, Gobert, obviously different position entirely from Beverly, but again, like just his knowledge on defense and that's going to help cat a ton. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's as good as it gets, man. Like he's the best at defense. So can't really, overstate yeah, literally it's I'm trying to, but it's hard. <laughs> he's one of the best defensive players of all time. I mean, there's no, no way around it, at least for, from a big man standpoint, he'll go down as one of the, the best big men ever. He'll be a hall of famer. I mean, Ant is a surround and Jaden are surrounded it, it, throughout their career have been surrounded with very uh, good veterans. And this is happens to be one that not only is good at what appear, I would assume will be a good leader and mentor for them, but it, it's backed up on the court. So there's a lot more credibility to a guy that says like, yeah, look at me, look how many defensive, you know, all defense teams I've been on, look how many defensive player of the years I've won. Like, trust me, like I'm here to help you. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I mm-hmm. think like, Gobert doesn't really follow too much when he plays. And so him being able to teach that to Jaden McDaniels, who has a really high follow rate, I think that's going to be really important. And like Patrick Beverly, maybe you could argue like, hey, like he taught him how to play better, like perimeter defense and staying with guards and all that kind of stuff, how to get a steal, how to, you know, get a pick on a pass. And then now you got Gobert coming in and showing him like, hey, this is how you can position your body this is how if you get beat by a defender you can still swat it away this is how i can like at these angles or these certain ways you can you know you can run or contort your body like you can get all these different things and and maybe that's more for Jaden mcdaniels obviously because of his size and length but like that could be i, I know Jaden's already a great you know defender as it is but like mm-hmm. having that i think that's that's huge i mean yeah physically he's a great defender but you can never stop learning, especially on the defensive side. And again, there's no better teacher than the three-time defensive player of the year. Like all defense, first team every single year. Like I'm trying to overstate how, how great of a teacher and just like mentor Gobert can be for, I mean, McDaniels, Edwards, and of course Towns on the fouling end as well. And just, you know, keeping his composure on that side and just keeping it all together. But yeah, I mean. McDaniels physically, he's got the tools to be there, and mentally, he's only going to continue to get better. So, it's going to yeah, be I great. Think Carl just not having as many fouls the game. It's going to be a game changer for that man. Mm-hmm. He's going to go. His points are going to go up from what, what were, they were like twenty four this year. He's going to go up to like twenty seven points a game on average. Twenty eight. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be an incredible leap that I think Carl's going to take. I think he's going to be in the MVP conversation just because that's how good he is when he's on the floor. And his numbers are just going to be crazy offensively. And then, like, you don't rely on him. Obviously, you take the pressure off Carl. And then on top of that, Gobert can just be down there playing the dunker spot. We're nothing new, as I've talked about that in Minnesota on that before. But now Carl can sit out in the line and shoot 41% like he does basically in his career and spread the floor. Uh, I think Carl and Gobert are going to be – an incredible package and Gobert's even stated like in the conf- press conference, like he wants to show his passing and he's got more in his passing that he wants to show. So we'll see. Exciting times. Absolutely, man. I mean, I mean, even A-Rod did an interview today, I think with ESPN and just talked about like, they're excited. Everyone in the front office, coaching staff, ownership, like it hasn't been this exciting around the wolves in well, two decades or so. So, and I, I mean, I wasn't watching in 03, 04, so this is the most <laughs> exciting it's been for me. 
I'm optimistic because why the hell not? Let's let's go for it. It's gonna be a blast. I remember when the Jimmy Butler trade went down and like they were talking about like ticket like season ticket sales like went like through the roof and now I'm just wondering like what are the season ticket sales gonna look oh like this God. year? Like they made the playoffs and they're following a playoff season with so much excitement and you have Anthony Edwards. Let's not forget yeah. he's yeah. just everyone loves Anthony Edwards and now you have. Rudy Gobert coming in, you have that starting lineup that's just amazing. It's probably the best starting lineup the Timberwolves have ever had in their history, talent-wise. Um, and I'm wondering what the excitement is really like in Minnesota, just from like the casual fan. Like, is everyone is the buzz Minnesota? Is basketball gonna be the top like sports team in Minnesota? Is it gonna be the talk of town? Like, what do you think the excitement level is gonna be in Minneapolis this year? It's gonna be through the roof. I mean, I think it's a as with, and this is no no discredit to Minneapolis or St. Paul or you know Minnesota as a whole. When you have an NFL team in a city, they're always going to dominate. I don't care what you say; mm-hmm. um, they just are. So if the Vikings are good, it'll always be you know a big time Vikings town. But no, I mean those all those fans are are Timberwolves fans to some degree. Um, and 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 a competitive. I've always been a Timberwolves fan. Like when they were bad, I don't care. But the fans that care about winning are going to come come alive because Minnesota has a great fan base um, when things, when they want to show up, it, it's uh, it's an elite fan base for sure. So I would expect that the Timberwolves are going to have a, you know, a sellouts on, on Wednesday nights, which is not something you're probably used to, um, <laughs> you know, inside target center, but it's probably a really good time to be a ticket salesperson for uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, yeah. Like, again, you mentioned it. This is the most exciting time we've had in, in years. I mean, for me, it's just, I see this fan base as the most dormant, starving fan base in the NBA, just waiting and waiting. And Anthony Edwards was kind of like the appetizer to it. And he started getting fans back in seats. You know, we started getting just last season, the wind started coming through and we saw it in the playoffs. That place was rocking. Now they have a team that can go out and win 50 games. Like it's going to be great. One more, just one thing I want to throw at you guys in terms of like this team's talent regular season talent for sure playoffs may be a different story we'll see when we get there down the road but overall we saw utah get the one seed with gobert yeah could the wolves this year you guys think get the one seed why not i mean yeah. i think golden state they're gonna be coming off that that see i mean that playoffs for them I, it's gonna be tough they're really 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 good i mean they're just so good um but I mean, there's no reason not to think that the, I'm not. I don't think it'll happen, but there's no reason, you know, a couple couple lucky breaks here and there that they're not flirting with it, right? I mean, I could see them a month month or two into the season as leading the NBA in wins or something. I mean, um, like you said, Gobert and Mitchell and you know who else? Ingles, a couple other <laughs> good good players. Joe Ingles was very was a very good player for them, but uh, not near the talent that the Minnesota Timberwolves have, right? So what does that tell you? That means go bear impacts the game much beyond the stat sheet. And everyone already knows that, but um, mm-hmm. I do think that they, there's no question they should flirt with the, with the, at least the top, you know, four for sure. Um, but I think it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I would be thrilled if they could finish in the top three. Let's just say that, but there's no, no doubt in my mind. They're one of the most talented teams in the league. Would you argue that every player, when you look at the roster of the starting five and the Wolves right now, and then you looked at the past, what Gobert was playing with in his starting five, 
could you argue that every single position is basically upgraded? Ba- basically, yes. if you if you like exclude Rudy Gobert, can you argue like every position's? I, I, you can maybe break even on Anthony Edwards and, and Donovan Mitchell and call them like they're they're the same, they're equal. But like, can you argue that the other players are better? Like, is Daniel Russell better than Mike Conley? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is Jaden McDaniel's better a better version of Royce O'Neal? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, he's at least, yeah. Uh, he maybe. should be. I mean, I don't know that right, he was exactly. last year, but he, you would hope that he is this year. I think that's, right. that's what a, we that's hope for fair, him to be. A fair, yeah. fair request of him, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and then you look at, like, who's the number two option on Utah that they look to? They look to Rudy Gobert. Where does, you know, <laughs> who's the number two option on the Timberwolves? Is it Towns or is it Edwards? One of the two, right? So then Rudy Whoever's Gobert. The one, yeah. Exactly, and and so what? Rudy Gobert's like the third option. Maybe he's, he's not even an offensive end. Is it D'Angelo yeah. Russell? So does he move to fourth? And then you look at that depth. That alone, like, that's insane. Like, people need to realize, like, there's an upgrade, and now you have guys who can play a different kind of defense around Rudy Gobert, and you know, not leave him just to dry. I think it's gonna. I think we're just like a better version of the Jazz. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. It's weird to look at just because, again, it's been the Wolves and they have not been good. And the Jazz, who have been literally the one seed and with one trade, it's like, okay, we're better now. We're going to, yeah. we could literally be the one seed and it's comprehend. But like when you think about it, it literally is like the Timberwolves have a chance to be a top three to five NBA team, you know, top two to three seed in the West. Like, how the hell did we get here? You know, we were yeah. just talking about running it back and, you know, going for the play in again. I mean, a month ago, I was thinking, okay, they might run it back. If they can get a seven seed again, that'd be cool. <laughs> and then they traded for Rudy Gobert, and I'm like, all right, let's one seed it or else, and then go win the finals. Like, yep. what, and we already what? talked about it, but the bench pieces, yeah, you know, maybe the bench doesn't go quite as far down the line, but I, I would argue Kyle Anderson is as good as anyone that was a part of our bench last year uh, in terms of what he'll be able to give us from a veteran presence and defense and just ability to play. So, I mean, and, and Bryn Forbes, great shooter. So he kind of replaces that Beasley role. Hopefully um, Jalen Noel will play his own role, which I think is um, going to be great. I mean, yeah, I don't want to ramble here, but I mean, <laughs> there's an argument to be made. Not only does Rudy Gobert help this team, but I, the bench got more impactful players. Yeah. I'm, it's going to be a great year. Uh, anything else on your, on your mind that you two want to add? Um, I don't know. I think I got all my, wolves optimism out i mean hell of a lot of it too <laughs> love to see it now i'm feel pretty good excited yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a year to remember um if you're not a season ticket holder uh what are you doing because uh <laughs> you know trip and i we don't have that luxury of living in minnesota like cooper over here so <laughs> hey i'm a couple hours away don't give me too much crap <laughs> okay so there we go if you live by the target center <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah call a ticket rep today because you don't want to miss out but other than that, um, it's been great having you on, Cooper. Definitely check him out. Hit him with the follow on Twitter. Hit him with that uh, on YouTube, the Timberwolves Daily. Great content, as always. But uh, as always, Trip, it's, uh, we're wrapping up another podcast, man. Sorry pleasure. about the interruption in the middle. <laughs> no, that's all right. It was awesome. You need a little oh, yeah. switch up there. Never hurts, right? <laughs> Who cares? We're not professionals here. Appreciate it, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, everyone. Follow Cooper. What's your, if you want to repeat it for, I know Evan said it, but your Twitter and your YouTube, where can everyone find you? 
Sure, no problem. Yeah, Twitter, just at Coop Carlson. You're not going to find the best content there. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of just just tweeting whatever comes to my mind every couple of days. YouTube's where you want to find me. Timberwolves Daily on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe. We're almost at 2,000. Appreciate everyone that does that. Thank you, guys. There you go. Give him a follow on YouTube, everyone. Obviously, follow him on Twitter. That's certainly optional, but we would prefer the YouTube. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at the Daily Wolves at Not D. Wolfson. Like, share, subscribe um, wherever you podcast. It's been real. Thanks, guys. Yep. Peace.